Welcome to I Love This Thing So Freaking Much, a podcast about passion. My name is Sophie Katz, and today I am joined by Levi, a set designer. Welcome to the show, Levi. Thanks for having me, Sophie. Thanks for being here. So here's how this works. Levi will have three minutes to talk about something that he loves. This can be a person, place, thing, concept, activity, anything he wants. Our only requirement is that he loves it wholeheartedly and wants to tell us why. Are you ready, Levi? Absolutely. Good. Got my timer. Now, what do you love so freaking much? I absolutely love small town ghost stories. So I grew up in a relatively small town in Indiana. It wasn't a two stoplight kind of town, but it definitely had that feeling. Everyone knew one another and not a lot of people left the city. So when I was about 10, my family moved from the suburbs out to the country. The nights would get really dark and there was just this stillness that was sometimes overwhelming. And naturally the stillness often heightens the sounds that you can hear. And by the time that I was 13, I started to hear and see a lot of strange things that I couldn't really explain. So being the curious person that I am and wanting answers to what I was experiencing, I went searching online for answers as to the history of the area I lived in and to see if there was any reason for any supernatural concern. Though I never found anything strange about the area I lived in, I did kind of fall down the rabbit hole of other reported occurrences and strange places around my town that I had never really known about. There were these crazy stories of like a hill that defied gravity and a bridge where the ghostly silhouette of a man would appear and an area called Devil's Hollow where a chimney was left from a witch's house that had burned down. By the time I was old enough to drive, I decided to explore these places. And after journeying to them on my own, I began to take people to these places and kind of tour them around and tell them the stories that I had learned. It was a glimpse into an underbelly of a town that I thought that I knew like the back of my hand. So over time, I cared less and less about the spooky stories, and instead the drive through the area kind of became a welcomed escape from like bad days. It felt like my own little hidden world, and the air kind of had this history, and it helped me remember that my troubled moments would just be history too. But as I grew older, I left my hometown to go to college in a quote-unquote big city, and eventually moved to Orlando. Every place I've moved to, I've searched for little hidden places like that again that I did, you know, when I grew up. In searching, I found that there were many of the same tales spread across the country. Bridge where a person appears, a hill that seems to defy the, the laws of gravity, and it seems like there's almost always a tale of a sleepy rogue or a devil's hollow in every small town in the Midwest. The folklore is almost always the same. It doesn't really upset me that the tales aren't unique or special. I think that at the end of the day, we have a natural curiosity to find deeper roots into the places we live in and this hidden history that kind of goes unexplained. It becomes a sense of pride that I kind of know these tales and I spread them on and I like to give others a peek behind the strange and unusual curtain. I, I still, to this day, if I'm ever in town with somebody new and want to show friends around, I kind of take them to these places, oftentimes late at night just to amp up the spookiness, and I kind of just relive these little tales of terror that I used to love to roam around when I was younger. So, yeah. That's awesome. Levi, thank you for telling us about small town ghost stories today. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really interesting that you found these same stories keep appearing in the folklore of towns pretty much everywhere you've gone. Do you 
have any uh, any favorites that you've noticed that doesn't matter how many times or how many places you hear this story you're like yeah I, I want to hear the story again I think probably one of my favorites is like the witch's chimney story because not only does it appear kind of across the midwest especially but even in my hometown I once told my aunt about it and she was like oh yeah in in high school, I had friends who used to go out to the Devil's Hollow and knock on the witch's door and try and, and try and find her. So it was really strange to kind of hear like how that tale had morphed by the time that it got to me that like it was just the chimney and the house burned down. And I always wanted to know if there was like some small semblance of truth, if there really was a house that burned down or somebody who was strange that lived in the area. I, I always want to like, I wish that I could close that chapter, truly. <laughs> Have you ever uh, dug into the history of any of these stories and found out, like, was there a witch hunt? Was there a witch's house that got burned down? I've tried before. I haven't in the past few years, quite frankly, because I forgot about it moving away. You know, life just kind of gets busy. But truly, coming onto this podcast and doing research for myself, I was trying to find something again, and I still can't find anything. I, I want to know, but it'll probably take some really deep dives. The mystery lives on then. Yes, truly. Have any of these stories that you perhaps heard for the first time when you were young uh, stuck with you as particularly spooky? Um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think. Honestly, I always really liked the, um, there was one particular story that always kind of chilled me to my core um, there was the certain woods that was not too far away from my house that was like a nature preserve. And the whole story there was that at some point in the 30s, there was a whole bunch of bodies that were found in the woods. And they think that it was linked to the mob. But I never found any news articles that actually related to that and said that it was true. But it mm. still always scared me because that was the most realistic one that I could think of. Yeah, because there's, there's nothing particularly, like, supernatural about that. It's like, this person is dead and you don't know why. Right, right, exactly. And I, I would go, like, hiking around those woods sometimes, but I would never like to go alone. I always went with friends because I was too afraid that I would find something or somebody would find me while I was there. <laughs> yeah, can't be too careful. Yep, nope. Can you tell a little more about your own experiences uh, with the supernatural, either from when you were a kid just starting to learn about these stories or on those tours you mentioned, you take your friends? So when I was younger, I started to have like some, I mean, pretty, I guess at this point, pretty run-of-the-mill, basic, weird supernatural things. I would see some shadows out of the corner of my eye, some doors would slam and stuff. Um, one of the scariest times was that it was very late at night. Um, I was saying goodnight to my mom and we were both like hugging like near our balcony and we could hear voices coming from downstairs. <laughs> and we had this moment where like my mom and I looked at each other and she like drug me into their room and locked the door. And I like stayed in their room for the night. And to this day, she doesn't like talking about it. It's, it's really weird. Um, but yeah, just strange things have happened. So I just, I feel like because of those occurrences, I've always tried to dive deeper into why that could be. 
So why could that be? I don't know. I still haven't figured <laughs> it out. I really, I wish that I could know, but I, I think it'll just be one of those things that I won't ever know until maybe I'm in that situation. Scary, spooky. <laughs> well, it sounds like you put yourself in those situations if you're you know, taking your friends out to investigate these places where all these spooky stories come from. Yeah, you're not wrong. I think it's just a matter of wanting to see if like, if the reports can be true and if I can experience them firsthand. Because, you know, naturally, small towns, there's like a graveyard out in the middle of nowhere that people say that they see orbs. So you go out there with friends, you take pictures, you never end up seeing anything. But you always hope that you do, you know? It's always that hope of having some sort of answer or moving like one step forward. Mm -hmm. Because these stories haven't been disproven. And in fact, I'm not sure you could ever really could. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Is there anything that you don't like about small town ghost stories? And if so, how do you handle that? I think, honestly, it's the fact that I don't know if there will ever be an answer for some of the things that I've experienced or any, you know, semblance of wrapping up to the stories that I've heard. Hmm. But I think I just kind of, I sort of live with that. And I kind of loved the fact that it's left open, but I also hate it at the same time. Because <laughs> I just, I would love an answer, but also I just kind of have to live with the fact that sometimes there are things that are unanswerable. What kind of answer are you hoping for? I don't know. That's, uh, I don't know. Because at the end of the day, I don't think it's a, question that necessarily needs to be answered I would just find it interesting if it was mm -hmm. you know because I don't need it to move on but I definitely would love to know if it could be answered truly and either way you've stumbled across something really interesting so you have all these similar things that people have seen and heard and tell about uh, all across the nation maybe even all across the world and so it's either a case of these things are actually happening and this is the kind of supernatural stuff that happens everywhere or these are the kinds of stories that doesn't matter where you're from these are the stories that you tell each other and that might say something interesting about people yeah truly I think it has to say a lot about you know growing up in the midwest and it's it's almost like these cautionary tales that you kind of grow up with that is almost akin to like German folklore or other stories in different cultures that like we've adapted that somehow and it's still the same basic bones and structure but it's it's totally new in in you know our century yeah United States is still pretty young it is it really is Levi thank you so much for telling us about something you love today you are so welcome anytime and thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. If you would like to learn more about Small Town Ghost Stories or our guest, Levi, you can find his social media information in the episode description. And don't forget to use the hashtag LoveThisThingCast to tell us about the things you love. I Love This Thing So Freaking Much is a production of Through the Window Media. This episode was directed by Sophie A. Katz and edited by Melissa Block. You can find us at Through the Window on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Tumblr. That is T-H-R-O-U, The Window, at all those social media sites. Be good to yourself, be kind to each other, and you'll hear from us again soon.